Welcome to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered, America's first medical money-saving show dedicated to protecting you from becoming a victim of the nation's number one cause of debt, stress, and bankruptcy. Medical Bills, physician and medical billing insider Dr. Virgie Bright-Ellington shares her expert secrets made easy and gives you practical tools for affordable medical bills. Everything you need so you can pay off medical bills fast. Join us on this mission to crush medical debt, because when knowledge is power, saving you time and money, health is wealth. Today, we're going to learn the do's and don'ts in paying medical bills on a small income. We're going to learn today how to pay big medical bills on a small income. And the thing is, (laughs) we may think our income isn't that small, until we get a really big medical bill. And we're going to learn how to make sure that we can handle it no matter how big the bill seems to be. When it gets sent to us and we open it in snail mail, we're gonna learn how to take care of it no matter how big or small our income is. So let's get started. Let's talk about the do's and don'ts to make sure we don't get health swindled and care costed by the American medical system. So let's go, let's get started. So let's start talking about the don'ts. Let's just get rid of the things we don't want to do. We're going to start with the don'ts and then we'll wrap up with what we're going to do. The action plan, putting it into motion. So let's get started. So number one thing to remember that we are not going to do the don't. Do not put medical bills on credit cards. Care cards, medical care cards, it doesn't matter what it's called. Interest-free for a year, interest-free for three years, it doesn't matter. Don't do it. The reason is, and this is huge, is because when you put, when we put medical bills on a credit card or a care card. That's the the latest iteration that medical systems, big hospitals and medical systems are calling, hey, you got this big bill, put it on a card. No interest for a year or two years or even three years. It's still credit. It's still a credit card. The reason why we're not going to put our medical bills on credit cards, unless you're going to be able to pay it off, it's something that is small enough that you can pay it off at the end of the month. But if it is something that you're putting on a credit card because it's huge and you think you can pay it off more easily that way, don't do it. And the reason is because we lose the special protections medical debt has in the United States. So You know, in this system of things in the United States, it's kind of we're we're kind of how should I say we're determined by the the system. (laughs) I hate to sound conspiratorial, but we're given how credit worthy we are and how we can how much money they're we're going to be asked to spend, demanded to spend based on our credit score, based on our FICO score. It may, it may not be fair. 
but that's the way it is. And the FICO scores, even if you never had a credit card, if you haven't used a credit card in years, the thing is, is that things like car insurance companies determine if they're going to, or I should say how much they're going to charge you for their premiums. And the lower your FICO score is, the more your monthly premiums are going to be. There are some, if you're looking for an apartment or a home to rent, there are some renters that will not, uh, apologies, landlords or management companies that will not rent to you, that will not rent to renters if your FICO score is below a certain number. And believe it or not, even the U.S. military, if your FICO score has a big unpaid bill on it, it can prevent you from being able to get certain enlistments in the military. I was really stunned when I heard that, but it's true. It does happen. And of course, there are some positions that are sensitive in that if you look like you're someone who has uh, financial, you're at financial risk because you're FICO scores below a certain number, you can't get that job. So it's a big deal. Protect your FICO score to be able to do what we need to do and what we want to do in the system of things. It is what it is. So you want to make sure you separate medical debt, bills that you can't pay off at the end of the month, at the end of one month, separate that from every other consumer debt. And this is why. The U.S. government and federal government, the, the current administration in particular, is increasingly working on saying, yeah, medical debt has nothing to do with how credit worthy you are or how likely you are to pay your bills. No one signs up for a big medical bill that they can't pay off at the end of the month, right? No one signs up for medical debt. No one asked to be injured. No one asked to be in an accident. No one asked to be sick or have a serious illness or diagnosis. So increasingly, the current federal administration and the Consumer Protection Bureau, uh, the U.S. or the current Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is recognizing this and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do to protect folks. So the latest thing that went into effect actually last year, actually maybe in the year before, 22 and 23, there were a few things that were put into place by the U.S. government that gives special protections to medical bills and medical debt so it does not hit your FICO score and cause you to not be able to um, rent a home, get a home for you and your family, or even get a job, right, in certain certain circumstances, and to have you have to spend more money on interest for a loan or a home mortgage, or again, most of us have to use cars. If we don't have access to public transportation where we live, we all have to have some kind of vehicle to get to and from work and to school and that kind of thing. Well, you know, that means we all have to have insurance. If you have a car, you have to have insurance and insurance, car insurance companies look at FICO scores to determine how much they're going to charge you. So let's talk about the special protections that the 
current federal administration and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has put in place in the last year or two. Number one, if you have a medical bill, you can not have it reported. It is not allowed to be reported by the provider or by a collections company to credit agencies, the three big credit agencies we know of, uh, Experian, Trans, TransUnion, uh, what's the third one? I'm blanking. Uh, Experian, TransUnion, yeah, there's a third one. I'm blanking. But, you know, the big three. <laughs> so the big three credit reporting agencies, they take collections, bill, bills that haven't been paid, that are reported to collections, and it gets get put on your credit report by the three credit reporting agencies, and that's what affects your FICO score. So by federal law, if you have a bill, a medical bill that hasn't been paid on and the provider has sent it to collections or even the collections company has it, the bill, they can't report it to the credit reporting agencies for at least 12 months. So that gives you time to dispute the bill. That's a big deal. The other thing is, number two, the second special protection that medical bills get is that it cannot be reported to the three credit reporting bureaus. It can't be reported to hit your FICO score if the bill is less than $500. So I have to tell you, <laughs> I this really isn't funny, but I, it just really is interesting to me. I see on like a lot of like Reddit chats and subreddit chats where people are like, well, it's, I have this bill from like a doctor's visit or a dermatology visit or something, and it's less than $500. So I'm not going to pay it because I know that it can't hit my FICO score. It can't be reported to a credit agency. And that's just, you know, that's wrong, right? I mean, if you owe it <laughs> morally and ethically, come on, pay it. And two, the other reason why you don't want to get in the habit of saying, hey, you know, running up a bunch of separate bills, medical bills that are less than 500, because you know it's not going to hit your FICO score, they can still sue you, the provider <laughs> and the debt collections companies or the debt companies that buy bad debt they can still sue you. So, and I, I see this actually coming down the pike as there are more restrictions to having medical bills hitting your FICO score. I can see a lot of providers hiring legal firms that just specialize in suing for smaller, relatively small amounts, meaning this less than 500. That's just a system that they're just going to, I can just see it happening. So again, if if we owe it, let's make sure that we take care of it, right? It's the right thing to do. But if it's less than $500 and you don't think you owe it, then that's something that's not going to hit your FICO score while you're disputing it. The third thing, the third Big special protection that we have with medical bills and medical debt, which is why you don't want to put medical bills on a credit card or a care card, is that as soon as you pay off 
a medical bill that has been reported to the credit agencies already, that's medical debt that has already been sent to by sent to collections and then collections companies has reported it to the three credit reporting agencies and has already hit your FICO score. As soon as you pay it off, it has to be taken off of your credit report instantly. Unlike regular consumer debt that stays on for seven years. So it's a huge deal. There are credit fixing kind of companies and advisors who say, hey, you know, it's already hit your FICO score. So that's something that they take in consideration when they advise you whether or not to pay off a bill or debt. The thing is with medical bills and medical debt, as in as of 2022, in the last couple of years, pay that thing off if it's if you owe it. Pay it off. And we'll talk about, of course, we always talk about always negotiate medical bills and medical debt. If you haven't already, negotiate it if you really do owe it and pay it off and it gets taken off right away. Unlike, like I said, regular consumer debt, meaning anything that goes on any kind of credit card or (laughs) medical care card that just cracks me up. I don't know why. Care card. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they really don't care that they're putting your 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 life you're, they're putting into a lifetime of debt. And they the care cards say, "Well, no, it's interest free." But yeah, it's interest free for a year or 2 years, and I even saw one where you have 3 years to pay it off. But if the bill is big enough and God forbid if something happens and you can't pay it off within that period of time, then the interest rates are just outrageous. And again, it's not medical bills. It's not medical debt. If you put it on a credit card, you've you've lost that special protection. The other thing is, is that this is something I really think is going to be a federal protection law that's coming down the pike because there are two states that have already implemented this. And there are other states that have this on the bill in their states in their state legislatures. And that is the states of Colorado and New York says, hey, you can't put medical bills on your credit report at all. Meaning they've said that medical providers in their states cannot send any bills, no matter how, no matter how big or small. Well, of course, it's not less than five hundred dollars. There's a federal law that prevents you from that. But no matter how big, and now no matter how old the debt is, they cannot report it to credit reporting agencies, so it doesn't affect your FICO score. And I noticed that the current administration and the Consumer Federal Protection Bureau is looking at how to implement this or considering ways to implement this across the country, meaning as a federal law. So I really think that's going to come down the pike in a couple of years, but it's not an option for you to take advantage of if you've already put it on a credit card. If we've already put it on a credit card, we've lost the special protection. So big deal. Big don't. Do not put big bills on a credit card just because we have a small income. 
Are you one of the millions of Americans struggling with their medical bills? Now there is a way to get the health care you need and take care of your financial life. Dr. Virgie Bright Ellington is an internal medicine physician and she's a determined patient advocate, helping people reduce and even eliminate their medical debt. Become a member today and discover how to free yourself from a lifetime of bills at crushmedicaldebt.com. Join the Crush Medical Debt community today. Sign up at crushmedicaldebt.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. Another don't, do not take out loans. Same thing. If you, meaning referring to don't put debt on credit cards, you don't want to take out a loan to pay off medical debt. Uh, apologies, I misspoke. I said don't put medical, I meant don't put medical debt on credit cards. Don't take out loans to pay off credit, I'm sorry, <laughs> medical bills, big medical bills that you know is going to become debt because you can't pay it off all at once. And again, why don't you want to take out a loan? Because that instantly gets reported to the credit reporting agencies, right? It's a personal loan, home equity line of credit. That's a loan. If you own a home and you say, okay, I'm going to take out a second mortgage or just take out a home equity revolving line of credit, a HELOC, whatever it is, don't do it because that's going to hit your FICO score. They're going to say your your ratio of debt to income is is big, has gotten bigger, and it's going to affect your credit score. Your credit score will get hit. Your FICO score will get hit. The other major don't, please do not sell your home. You know, if, God forbid, the, the medical bills are so huge, and after you've gone through, you know, the... <laughs> the Dr. Virgie famous crush medical debt three-step system to get rid of your medical bills, if it's still too outrageous, please don't sell your home. Because if you have to sign up for many years of payments, if you have to, if it's really outrageous and it's just really unmanageable and you've talked with credit repair organizations and you, God forbid, have to declare bankruptcy or decide that declaring bankruptcy is in your best interest, your home is often protected. And this ranges from state to state, but many states, depending on what kind of bankruptcy that you declare, will protect your home. And in states where your home isn't entirely protected, is protected up to a certain amount of equity. So again, don't take out equity, don't take out cash, don't transfer medical bills and medical debt into what looks like regular consumer debt. And that's what happens if you sell your home and get rid of that that amazing equity built up over time. 
don't think that that's the only option. And unfortunately, there are states where it's still allowed for the big providers, the big medical systems and hospitals to come after you and, and put a lien on your home for a medical bill that they claim that you owe. And again, these medical bills, yes, you are owed, you owe money for services, but not in the amount we're usually billed eight to nine times out of 10. And so in states where it is legal for these providers to put liens on your home, do not sell your home to satisfy that lien. Because again, eight to nine times out of 10, you don't owe that amount of money. Please never sell your home. Even if you live in a state where providers are allowed to put liens on your homes, don't do it. Don't sell your home. Don't be bullied or health swindled or care costed into losing all of the equity, the hard-earned blood, sweat, and tears that you put into the equity of a home if you bought a home. The next major don't when it comes to dealing with big medical bills on a small income is don't declare bankruptcy, if at all possible. And many times, if you go through the crush medical debt three steps, the three-step system to help you get rid of medical bills, the three steps that are going to have you get rid of medical bills, you may not have to declare bankruptcy once you figure out what you actually owe. Because again, eight to nine times out of 10, what is billed is not what you actually owe. So do not declare bankruptcy until you've gone through the three steps of the only right way to get rid of a medical bill, the only right way to pay a medical bill. The next don't is do not believe that if you have insurance, do not believe that EOBs are bills. Do not believe explanation of benefits are bills. So a lot of calls that I get and conversations I have with folks who are listeners and folks that I've worked with, with who have questions about their medical bills or concerned about big medical bills is that when they have insurance, often the first thing they get and often the first thing we get is an EOB or explanation of benefits if we have insurance. And an EOB or explanation of benefits is what the insurance company sends you to say, hey, this is a claim we got, a claim is a fancy name of a bill from a provider to the insurance company. Hey, an EOB says, hey, on these dates of service or in this date of service, you got care, you received medical services from this provider. And this is how much they billed us. And this is how much we paid. And if we didn't pay, this is why they have little codes. And often you have to 
they say you can look up the codes, but often I find it's easier just to call them up and say, hey, I don't understand what this code means. Why didn't you pay it? Why is it not eligible for payment by my plan or policy? Anyway, an EOB is to explain the benefits of your insurance that you were provided by the insurance company to the providers that gave you, provided you a medical care, medical services. So it freaks a lot of people out and because they see these big numbers and the, the numbers really are scary, yes. But again, they're, and I talk about this a lot, which is why I say again, <laughs> I talk about this all the time. These are fantasy made up numbers. So providers create these big astronomical numbers, you know, I call the MRSP, Manufacturer Retail Sticker Price, to negotiate with insurance companies to say, hey, this is our retail price, but for you, in exchange for having a panel access to a panel of millions of members, we're going to give you the low, low price of like 10 per, you know, 10% of it, like 90% off. It's, it sounds crazy, but it's how the system works. And I just don't want folks to panic. <laughs> a lot of phone calls I get, or like I said, discussions I have with folks, it's like, I got this bill. I don't know what to do. Oh my goodness. Now, some insurance companies have gotten hip to the fact that they freak a lot of people out with these big numbers and they'll put on the on the front page this is not a bill so <laughs> you know kind of look for that they often put it in the upper right hand corner which is where a lot of real bills or bills that actually get sent from the provider actually put the number that they say they claim that or an allege that you owe so i just wanted to share that please don't freak out folks if you have insurance an eob is not a bill and I, t I told someone this the other day, and, and I think she got tired of me saying it, <laughs> repeating it over and over. If it is from, you get a document with a lot of numbers on it, meaning big, big money on it, lots of commas and lots of zeros, whatever you get, no matter how big or small, anything you get from an insurance company in terms of saying, hey, you receive care on this date of service is never a bill. And you know how they say, never say never? Never. You'll never get a bill from an insurance company regarding dates of service that for which you receive care. Now, I think what confuses people often is can, can be confusing is that underneath it'll say you owe or you are responsible for, or this is the amount that you will be billed or may be billed. And what they're saying is, this is what we covered, this is what we pay for, and this is the amount that your provider will end up sending you a bill for. That's what they mean by you owe or patient responsibility or that kind of thing. When it's from your a document, from your insurance company. So if you have insurance, big deal. Please don't confuse, don't freak out and think that you have to pay this huge, these huge numbers can be very confusing. ERB, EOBs, <laughs> explanation of benefits, documents from insurance companies about 
care that you received are never bills. They're just heads up. This is what we've been charged. And I tell people also to kind of be aware when you get an EOB, make sure that you actually had that care. You know, we've talked about this in, in prior shows that there it, it's a thing, unfortunately. You know, I, identity fraud, right? Identity theft happens with medical services. Anything that's worth money like medical services, medical care, people will steal your insurance number and your identity, your Medicare insurance identity, and they will get care in your name. So don't ignore something from your insurance company. Make sure, open it up and make sure you had services on the dates of services, uh, dates of service rather, that they're alleging that you had and that they actually paid for in your name. That's a big deal. (laughs) All right. The next big don't when it comes to paying big medical bills on a small income is please don't automatically pay the bill that you need right away. Please don't do it. That's because when you pay the bill right away, the first thing is the first bill usually eight to nine times out of 10 is not a real bill, right? Why is that? Because it usually doesn't have CPT codes, right? CPT codes are to medical services, what barcodes are to products in a retail store. If it doesn't have a CPT code, you don't know what you're paying for. They can make up stuff. One example I love talking about is something that came up in the last couple of years that somebody posted online. There's where they got charged <laughs> as a childbirth uh, medical bill where they got charged $39.95 for what was called skin-to-skin contact, which means holding your baby after the baby is delivered, putting the baby on your chest. Wait, What? And I said, look, I don't have all of the CPT codes. There's like more than 350,000 CPT codes. (laughs) I don't have them all memorized. I don't have a fraction memorized. But I do know that there is no CPT code for you getting to hold your freaking baby after it's delivered. It just is not a thing. Skin to skin, (laughs) holding your baby as soon as as it's delivered is not a medical service that you can be billed for. So when you're presented with a bill or with a care card, you're being encouraged to automatically pay the bill right away. And that means you're being encouraged to overpay, right? Because you're not going to be able to have time to do the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill. So never, ever, ever pay the bill right away unless it is a bill that you know exactly what service you're paying for meaning it's you're there and you're you know at the the site of the 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 provider's appointment where you're getting the 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 service provided and you've negotiated this in advance okay and again if you can negotiate it in advance you're going to do the three steps to make sure that it's the lowest most fair retail price that you've been able to negotiate with a provider. 
if it's care that you haven't negotiated the price for in advance, meaning not a scheduled, it wasn't a scheduled procedure, let's say, then no, you're not going to pay it right away. Now, there are things you have to pay, like if you have insurance, a copay, that kind of thing. But you're not going to pay for something that you don't know what the price is in advance. Because if you don't know the price in advance, you don't know if it's the correct price, if it's a fair price. You don't know if you're being asked and being tricked into paying the MRSP, right? The manufacturer retail sticker price. So another big don't to protect you from paying big bills and a small income is do not pay the bill automatically right away. If it's uh, you're being presented or being requested to pay something without being able to do the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill, you're not going to do it. Don't do it. Are you one of the millions of Americans struggling with their medical bills? Now there is a way to get the health care you need and take care of your financial life. Dr. Virgie Bright-Ellington is an internal medicine physician and she's a determined patient advocate, helping people reduce and even eliminate their medical debt. Become a member today and discover how to free yourself from a lifetime of bills at crushmedicaldebt.com. Join the Crush Medical Debt community today. Sign up at crushmedicaldebt.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt Medical Bills Uncovered. And finally, a big, big don't when it comes to dealing with big medical bills on a small income is please don't stop getting the care you need. So a big deal in the United States is because medical debt is so prevalent that many people end up having increased what's called morbidity and mortality because they can't afford to add to their medical bills and their medical debt. So they don't follow up as they are supposed to, to keep them safe and healthy and to monitor them, make sure you're okay. They don't fill expensive medications, prescriptions, I should say, or they skip on them, they skimp on them. They take them instead of every day, they take them every other day, or instead of taking them if it's prescribed to be taken twice a day, they'll take it once a day. Like, oh, I'll take it in the middle of the day to try to skimp on it. Please don't, please don't stop getting the care you need. So when we have big, staring down big medical bills, looking at a pile of medical bills and big medical debt, please don't stop getting your care. And what you can do is if resources are just so thin, you have, you're just, people say, you know, there's just nothing there. You can't get blood from a stone. And even though your resources are so limited, you may not qualify for Medicaid in many states. 
the resources that's needed. You have to, in order to qualify for Medicaid, your income has to be so low that it's you're you still do not qualify for Medicaid. And let's say that you cannot afford the the premiums for what's called the ACA or the federal marketplace insurance or Obamacare, that's still too high and your income is still hot, too high, you may feel, and it may be very well a small income compared to a huge bill, you may not qualify for a subsidy. So if you don't qualify for a subsidy for the ACA or the federal marketplace and you still don't qualify for Medicaid, what do you do? Medicaid is the state insurance for people under a certain income, and it varies from state to state. All right, so if you don't qualify for Medicaid or you don't qualify for the subsidies to help you purchase and afford Obamacare, ACA, federal marketplace, then find a federally qualified health center near you. And these are in locations in urban areas and in rural areas, rural clinics that are covered by the federal government. It's basically like a safety net, a little known safety net for medical care for those of us in the United States. So what happens with a clinic or a health center that belongs to as part of or has been recognized as a federally qualified health center is that you get primary care services on a sliding scale according to your income. So it doesn't matter if you have insurance, if you don't have insurance, they look at your income and you base they base it on a sliding scale. And that's it. And what's nice is not only do federal qualified health centers offer primary care services, they off also offer dental services and mental health or behavioral services. So that's huge. So please do not stop getting the care you need in order to think, okay, I'm not going to add to this huge debt. So I'm I'm just not going to go to the doctor as often and follow up as often as the doctor said I needed to, to stay safe. And please don't skip on medications. Oh, another thing you can do in terms of expensive medications is always check to see with the pharmacy that you go to, there's many free discount prescription cards and the pharmacies keep a stack of them. And depending on your prescription, they'll run through and see which of them gives you the cheapest option. And I usually recommend single care because despite there's another company that does a lot of advertising and saying that they offer discounts, yeah, they do. Free access, access to free prescription discount cards. But I find more often single care gives you access to the lowest prices on more, more prescriptions compared to other cards consistently more, more often, not every time but more often than all the other cards. And according to research I've done, and I actually posted this on our site, crushmedicaldebt.com, look it up. And because I believe in what single care is doing in terms of more often being the lowest prescription cost, 
if you have to pay out of pocket and often they beat what you have to pay for insurance and even in your insurance copay, I've decided to become an affiliate for them. And you can check out and download the card on our site on crushmedicaldebt.com or go straight to the single care site and you can download one of their cards or you can just go to the pharmacy and say, hey, what is the lowest price for this particular insurance? But I really recommend if it's something that you're going to be using regularly, you're prescribed to take regularly, do the research, go on on singlecare.com and look up the prices compared to what other, what other, basically the retail prices, what your insurance is going to pay for and, and leave you with in terms of a copay, if any. Sometimes these free prescription discount cards will beat what your insurance covers. You'll have less out of pocket with these free prescription discount cards. So do your research, go on singlecare.com, or again, I really support singlecare.com and decided to become an affiliate for them for that reason. And you can check it out there too. It gives you access to download a single care card and take that to the pharmacy. And when you take a single care card or any other free prescription discount card to the pharmacy, ask them, say, hey, I have this single care free prescription discount card. I have this single care card. Do you have any other cards for this particular prescription that's less expensive than single care? So that's how you make sure that what you're getting, your prescription is the lowest price. You're getting the lowest price that's available at a retail rate. And again, Sometimes it beats insurance. If you have insurance, some of these free prescription discount cards will be less paying for them directly out of pocket than the copay you have to pay for your insurance. So please do the research and look into that. Do not skip, don't, a big don't, don't skip on medications and your care just because you have huge medical bills and you're afraid to add to it. Your health and life is priceless. All right, let's talk about the big do's. What to do to pay big medical bills on a small income. The first thing you can do is if your hospital bills, if your apologies, if your bills are from hospital bills, your medical bills, big medical bills that looks like debt because you know you're not gonna be able to pay it off at the end of the month, If these bills are from a hospital, from hospital care, you had to be admitted to the hospital or a medical center, then check out dollar4.org, dollar, D-O-L-L-A-R, separate word for capital F as in Frank, O-R, or just dollar4.org. And what they do is there's a you just put in your numbers and they will in the hospital or facility and they will pull up what the charity care, whatever you want to call it, financial aid, financial assistance, I call it sliding scale income-based application. Well, they'll tell you that hospital's policy and help you apply for it for the sliding scale income-based discount application. And that's because by federal law, 
nonprofit hospitals and medical centers, and about 65% of hospitals and medical centers in the United States are nonprofit. By federal law, you have to be given, or let me back up, by federal law, they have to give sliding scale income-based discounts for the folks, for the population in the communities in which they operate. And by federal law, in the last couple of years, there was a law passed saying that, hey, if you're a nonprofit hospital or medical center, you need to post your process for applying for financial aid for your discounts or sliding scale income-based discounts. Well, you know, it's not in their interest to do it. So most of them, many of them, I'm not going to call out and say most, but from what I've seen, many, if not most, <laughs> are not complying because there's no penalty that's going to hurt them enough. And I haven't looked at the specific penalty for this specific violation of the federal law, they violate posting it. But if it's not enforced, or even if it is enforced, if it doesn't have enough teeth, if it's some some small amount, they're just going to say, well, that's the cost of doing business. Because they know that they can trick people into thinking that they really owe a huge amount that's their MRSP. So you can go online to the the hospital or medical center to see if what, not if, but what their non uh, apologies, their sliding scale income based discount application process is. Or, like I said, Dollar Four has really come up, they've really done a great job with synthesizing this and being able to be like a, a clearinghouse for how to get this done and apply on the site. So, if your big medical bills are hospital bills, apply for sliding scale income-based discounts. And again, it doesn't matter how large your income is, please at least apply because your medical bill may be so high, even after you do the three steps and the only right way to pay a medical bill, it may be so high in relation to your income that you qualify for at least some amount of discount. And I like to tell the story a lot about somebody I was working with who had a big medical bill, $10,000 medical bill from a hospital stay, an urgent hospital stay. And her income was relatively high. I thought it was, you know, I didn't think that she would qualify. Frankly, at that time that I started doing this work, I didn't think she would qualify for any discount at $150 gross annual sal salary, something like, I want to say between 125 and 150. And when she applied for it, for their income-based sliding scale discount application, they said, oh, well, you know what? You qualify this amount with your income, we're just going to wipe it away. What? Yeah, it's real. So please don't assume that your income is too big because our income gets really, really small compared to big medical bills that can happen. The next thing you do wanna do if you have insurance is to make sure if your insurance denies a service that you and your physician thinks is medically necessary, please appeal it. And the 
there is data that shows that many insurance companies, unfortunately, incorporate automatically denying medical care, medical services for which they've been billed as part of their business model. Why? Because, again, the numbers vary, but less than 5%, I even saw one statistic, less than 1%, I can't believe that, but it's a small number, less than 5% of appeals get, uh, I'm sorry, uh, denials get appealed. Less than 5% of insurance, health insurance denials get appealed. So they're counting on saying, hey, we're just going to rubber stamp it. Uh, some just some are just gangster. Let's just call it what it is. And it's just outrageous. And that that's another story for another day. Don't let it become you. Don't become don't don't get tricked into that number of saying, hey, we'll just automatically deny it because we know you're not going to appeal it. There's a straightforward process for appealing. Insurance denials, if you and your physician feel it's medically necessary, work with your provider's insurance billing office, work with the providers, the hospital's billing office, or your physician's billing office, billing managers, office managers, to find out what the process is for filing an appeal for that denial. And the reason why I always say work with your physician's work with the physicians in your hospitals and medical centers is because they work the billing office. They work with insurance companies all day, every day. And every insurance company has a different process for filing an appeal for their denials. And while they're helping you find or follow the specific process for your specific insurance company, they will also be able to write why, the medical reasons why your provider says this needed to happen, this is medically necessary. So always do file insurance appeals when you've got a big bill because your insurance denied the medical service, denied paying for the medical service that they were sent by your provider. Another do is to make sure that you haven't gotten balance billed if you have insurance. So another big do if you have insurance and you get a big bill is to make sure that that bill is not a balance bill. And I talk about this a lot. <laughs> My favorite story about balance billing is when I was admitted for emergency surgery and had to stay in the hospital for three days. And about six months or so after I was discharged, after this emergency surgery, I got sent an almost $90,000 bill. And I hadn't received that. I remember, I don't remember getting the EOB for that hospital stay. Maybe I did and I didn't pay attention to it. Maybe I didn't. I think this particular insurance company post their EOBs online and you can call and ask for one mail to you if you want one by snail mail, if you want a hard copy. But I think that's why I never saw the, <laughs> the EOB. But all of a sudden I get this bill from the six months after from the hospital, the medical center saying that I owed $90,000. They said, well, your insurance only paid like um, 
$250,000, but our bill is like 260. So um, you owe the rest. <laughs> and, you know, I always laugh when I tell a story, but it's really not funny because that's how many people get tricked into thinking that they have to go into a lifetime of debt or bankruptcy. So balanced billing is when your provider is in network with your insurance. That means when they're in network, they've signed a contract with the insurance company to say what they will, that they will accept as payment in full, everything, anything, no matter how little, that's payment in full by the insurance company. So if the provider charges $100, just to keep the math simple, the insurance company says, yeah, we only pay $10 for that. And again, the numbers sound outrageous, but this is how these, these ratios are not unusual. It's really common. Yeah, we only pay $10. Then yeah, that's what they have to accept. Not including if you haven't met your, your deductible yet, it's the beginning of the year, it's January, January 1. We're all, most of us that have insurance are... <laughs> we have private insurance. We are officially uninsured because we have to reach that number. We have to <laughs> we have to hit that number of that deductible amount before your insurance will start covering it. So yeah. So not counting your deductible you have to meet and not counting any co-insurance or co-pay, they have to accept that as payment in full. So there you go. The top do's and don'ts to make sure that you can afford big medical bills on a small income. You got this. Thank you for joining us on this mission to crush medical debt. Now go to crushmedicaldebt.com to learn how to save the most money on your medical expenses, where you can download America's number one free prescription discount card. And join the hundreds of CMD Nation community members who have saved thousands. 